Welcome to D10 Reviews on the Bag of Holding podcast by Back Patio Network. My name is Wes and I am your host. Today we are looking at Ultimate Wilderness from Paizo Publishing. Released in November of 2017, it is a rule book to add classes, spells, and rules for parties and GMs adventuring in the wilderness. There are several authors contributing to this book, way too many to name. The cover art, however, is done by Paizo's Wayne Reynolds, and it is another gorgeous piece from him. You can see a group of forest-based heroes surrounded by what look like Wendigos or werewolves, and it will be an epic battle. It even shows several wilderness classes, including the Shifter and a couple of animal companions. This book is a lovely addition to any group looking to adventure in the wild. There are new feats, races, and classes, as well as some new rule sets to govern adventuring away from the city. Let's get to it. First, you have the Gathlins. They are small fae. They grow from a tiny little seed. They are dex and charisma based with a negative to con. They have access to racial magics no matter which class you choose. Then you have the Gorons. These are plant-based creatures created by an ancient druid named Gorus. There are just a fixed number of these creatures in Galarian, so every time one dies, their numbers dwindle just a little bit smaller. Their one saving grace is that they can emit a seed as a full round action. It will grow in 2d6 days and is a healthy duplicate of the original Gorin, except they can have a chance to reconfigure their skill points. And after that action, the original Gorin gains a negative level and it dies when the duplicate finishes growing. They have pluses to con and charisma with a negative to intelligent. Last, is the Vine Leshy. It is created by a druid ritual. I could see future druids using this as a way to grow your very own follower with the leadership feat. They have a plus to con and wisdom with negatives to intelligence. Each new race has new racial feats, racial spells, favorite class bonuses, as well as some gear. They are the only races that have access to it. There is also a new class in Ultimate Wilderness, it is the Shifter. It is a druid with a focus on the supernatural ability to change forms. They have Shifter Claws at early levels, Wild Shape starting at level 4, and several different aspects to choose from with both major and minor forms. Ultimate Wilderness adds several new archetypes for all of the classes already in Pathfinder. All of the new archetypes are great to base your class in the wild. Even the Shifter gets several archetypes in this book. There are 13 classes with no new archetypes, but the ones they do add are great for basing your party in a wilderness-based adventure. They even add a new one for the rogue called the River Rat. It's a nickname here in East Tennessee, the Tennessee River Rat. They get bonuses to swim checks moves well in swampy areas. They even have a bonus to saving throws versus disease and poison. It does replace trap finding as well as trap sense, but hey, if you are in a campaign that doesn't focus primarily on dungeons, it might be worth looking at. 
Let's take a look at the new Feats Ultimate Wilderness ads. There are five pages of feats just to list them in the table that Paizo uses to show new feats. Too many to even begin talking about all of them. So let's just focus on Bristling Bull Rush. It allows you to deal additional damage when you successfully bull rush through difficult terrain. It allows you to drag your enemy over rocks and through thorny underbrush. It's kind of fun, right? There are also new feats for diving, perception checks, map making. If you're gonna be in the wild a lot, take a look at some of these new feats. we get into the very meaty chapter, the whole reason to buy Ultimate Wilderness, Mastering the Wild. It is a great, fun read. For all of you world-building GMs out there, just skip straight to page 122. There are new rules for exploring the wilderness and even how to create a territory for your PCs to explore. My favorite part of this chapter is more information on the first world and its inhabitants. They give you new hazard, new haunts, all specific to the first world. They even introduce the eldest here, basically the gods of the first world. There are some new rules on how to deal with foraging and salvaging, including salvaging poisons, creating anti-venoms, and it even adds a few new poisons for you to use in your games. Do you want to make your tabletop more like a survival game, or do you want to create a salvage economy like your favorite video game? This is a great section to look at. If you have ever wanted to hang the head of a basilisk that you just killed in a deep dark dungeon, there are new rules for how to gather hunting trophies and even how to sell them. There are even rules on gathering herbs. This chapter introduces and expands the green faith. It is a philosophy focused on the natural world rather than the divine gods of Galarian. There are new natural hazards to include in your world, like earthquakes for something a little mundane, or something crazy like elemental influx for the magical effects. I can already picture a world devastated by the abuse of magics, and events like elemental influx can happen while you are traveling around in this world. There's good weather info here to really root your GM creativity in something easy to follow with new tables to roll on. And the final section of this chapter covers wilderness traps. For instance, you get razor grass, which is a way to trap the undergrowth with sharpened sticks or bones. Now we get to take a look at new companions and familiars. Have you ever wondered if your Ravenclaw familiar can wear boots? There is now a nice simplified list on what magical slots creatures can equip. We add new companions like a moose or a hammerhead shark or even a reindeer. You want a plant companion? No problem. You can add a snapping fly trap or a corpse eating fungus. There are also new familiars for the wizardly and sorcery type and the bonuses that these familiars will give your character. There are new tricks to train your companions like breakout or rescue or withhold venom for your favorite snake. That way you can command your snake to attack your target, but maybe not poison them. And now we get to look at the new spells from Ultimate Wilderness. Most of the classes are represented here. However, the druid does get a lot of loving in this section. You also get to touch on the ranger and the shaman. Ultimate Wilderness adds one of my favorite new spells, the snowball. Have you ever wanted to throw a snowball at a fire elemental? This is a new first level spell 
close range for 1d6 damage per caster level. It maxes out at 5d6, but it's a great way to add rocks to your favorite snowball game. final chapter focuses on gear. It adds items like the hydration backpack or my favorite, the goblin fishing lure. The goblin fishing lure adds plus two to your profession fisherman checks. However, there is a 25% chance that you will lose it. You can reduce that chance by 2% for every rank of fisherman you have, but there's usually a chance that that's going to happen. The biggest addition from this chapter are magical plants. These plants are expensive, but extremely nice. Paizo gives you rules on creating new plants based on spells. You pick a growing season, how much fruit it produces, and the spell recreated in the fruit, and all of these options affect the final cost of creating this new plant. But during the right growing season, you now have apples that uh, heal you, like a cure moderate wounds or anything you and your devious, devious mind can come up with. And that's it for Ultimate Wilderness. I hope you decide to give the book a peek. A lot of the mechanical options will be available under the SRD, the standard reference document that they are required to keep since they use the OGL from Wizards of the Coast. However, there is a lot in this book you won't find anywhere else, such as the information on First World and the Green Faith. And if you want great content from great publishers, you have to support them by purchasing their products. Finally, check out our website. I built three fifth-level characters using the races and options from Ultimate Wilderness. Visit BackPatioNetwork.com to meet Bevy, the bee-riding Gathlin, Jedthromp, the flautist bard Vine Leshy, and Endorin, better known as Andy, the Goran Shifter. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time on D10 Reviews.